You're listening to the Geekscape Network. Time to fire up the VCR. This one's my favorite. Welcome to Analog Jones in the Temple Film. I'm Steve, and returning is Chris and Brad. I'll start with Brad. How has it been since we did Highlander 2? How, how you doing? Well, you know, recovered nicely, but uh, unfortunately we got to review this movie now, so. What? This was a Dimension classic. The final Dimension? Oh, no. Dimension, Harvey Weinstein's little baby. That was the wine scene. I, you guys, did you notice the dimension come across it when the movie came on? I did. Yeah, I didn't know it was a Harvey Weinstein company. That explains a lot, actually. Yeah, dimension's like a little bit like you know they did Scream and stuff. It was for a while they're like little expansion studio that they're like, well, we don't want to put our name on it, you know, because they wanted to make cheap horror films and stuff like that. And then it became really popular because Scream was amazing, you know. So anyway, uh, Chris. How are you? Good, good. Yeah, no brain damage. Everything good? No, no, a root canal that they couldn't numb the tooth, so that was like two hours of agony. But I'm good. They couldn't numb man. the tooth. Now it was infected, apparently. So they just drill a little bit and then shoot you some more and then drill a little bit more and keep going. Oh man, that does not sound good. But you know who wouldn't feel the pain on that? Highlander. A Highlander. No, sir. Well, I mean, technically an immortal because Highlander is him from the Highlands of Scotland. I've learned that from watching three of these movies. That's right. Well, I mean, if you two are, are immortals, because Brad, we know you're immortal because of July 4th. You had the firecracker in your hand and everything's fine. Uh, I, I guess I'm a watcher, a watcher from this series. I'm just watching you guys do dumb shit. <laughs> what happens to the watchers after like it's over? I suppose they go into... All manner of depravity. I don't know. Um, they gotta watch something. I know. They're just like, um, we're just just gonna watch one guy. <laughs> like, how many Highlanders sure. were at the beginning, and how many Watchers were there? He's just poking him with a stick, and he's like, "Do something." <laughs> oh, sure, right. involves like driving around some vans, some windowless vans. <laughs> Hey, kid, you want some candy? Oh, no. You want to see a puppy? Oh, <laughs> that's <laughs> awful. I guess that's what my future is going to be. Shit. All right. Well, oh, no. Well, let's get on with it. We are continuing the Highlander series review, even though we're stopping on this one because we don't want to go on. We don't want to I'm, do anymore. Done. Three. I'm ready four. and willing, but. Uh, are you? No, Chris. I don't it's know. It's just bad movies are fun. Kind of can be not always fun. Yeah, actually, I think the fourth one would be fun in a way that's kind of like we're just like, what the fuck just happened? Uh, a little bit more fun than this one. You know, I'm going to admit this one's took me three sit downs to watch is a little rough, but I got I got through it. So, uh, yeah, let's listen to the trailer on this. From the dawn of time, we came moving silently among you. Immortals. Throughout the ages, he has traveled through time, 
fulfilling the prophecy that there can be only one. But the ultimate evil has found him. His name is Cain. Highland is out there somewhere, and he owes me 400 years. One is a master of the sword. I know who you are. You're Connor McLeod, born into the clan McLeod. The other, a master of illusion. Some say he's the devil himself. Two enemies from another time are about to collide in this one. chapter in the epic war between good and evil concludes. There can be only one. Highlander, the final dimension. Ooh, they got like the epic opera music there. Mm-hmm. The final chapter, huh? Yeah, yeah, it is. No, it's There's Final no Dimension. More. There's no more dimensions. No, no, guys, it's or Final it the Sorcerer. It's Final Conflict. I don't know. And then when they said Master of Illusion, I was like, man, this movie would have been more fun if it was the Lord of Illusion. Oh, man, yeah. I haven't seen that one in years. Oh, no, I watched that with you. That's right. Well, that yeah, actually might have been. I love that movie. Yeah, that was fun, actually, watching that in, like, Discord, where everyone's just, like, occasionally like you know oh no we'd have little breaks in it and then we talk about the film that was fun yeah. that does sound fun it's like night of the creeps that'd be a good one to do that with too oh yeah that's a great one girls your dates are here uh, good news is your dates are here bad news is they're dead uh let's just do that film can we switch yeah or yeah. give us give us a couple hours yep yep uh, I mean, I can actually probably just like go down and, uh, you know, just uh, I, I know that movie pretty good. You know, a killer escapes and then you got one of the greatest cops of all time. So there you go. Done. Uh, yeah. Back into this. Um, let's let's start with this title change, which is really weird. So if you look it up, you'll always see like, OK, you know, in the U.S., it was Highlander three, the final dimension. But it started out as Highlander 3, the Sorceress, or the Sorcerer. Sorry, not the Sorceress. That wouldn't make any sense. Uh, well, then again, the Final Dimension doesn't make any sense. And then you'll also see, like, I guess in the UK, maybe, or in Australia, or maybe both, it came out as Highlander 3, the Final Conflict. I'm just wondering, why the hell did the US get the Final Dimension? That makes the least amount of sense. You're yeah. asking, I mean, would that? how are you surprised? I'm not surprised. Are you, are you surprised? I should say. <laughs> so far, every movie has nine different subtitles. So, yeah, and different versions: theatrical, uncut, yeah. renegade. I think I got the uncut one because it had the the two extra scenes. Yeah, I don't think they even have the theatrical one. Is you can't even get it. Like even the VHS, I think, just came out as the unrated. You know, it was. Oh. During that time period where they're just like putting that shit on DVDs and VHS. Oh, it needed to be. You needed those two scenes for the story. Oh, yes. Yeah. Well, a younger version of me definitely needed those two scenes for the story. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the, you know, a little spoiler alert. It's boobies. 
boobies everywhere. Um, actually, just two scenes that were uh, pretty. Actually, one of them goes on so long, I can't wait to get into that. No, you know, later on. But uh, yeah, yeah we we talked about puppet sex last week, and it it reminded me of that scene. Yeah, it's exactly what I thought about. <laughs> I was like, damn, this is taking a while. If Connor McLeod would have vomited on her, oh my god. <laughs> That would have uh, this movie would have shot up my rankings of Highlander if that happened. <laughs> I agree. I agree. There, I'm like one way to really save this movie would have been something to that extreme. Raunchy puppet sex, <laughs> defecation. <laughs> That's something that people actually don't know much about. They always cut away from that. Is after Highlander's climax, they just vomit. <laughs> <laughs> this is the way we like this is the way we do it in the highlands she'd be like oh really oh wow your accent's almost as good so people started to find out more and more about you know why his accent's so bad and, and why connor mcleod sounds so ridiculous and i guess back in the day you know there wasn't as much but uh and a magazine came out and he actually like spilled the beans he's like yeah i'm really bad at the accent so he kind of just in certain parts, and I started to notice in this one, he just kind of like lets it go. He's not even attempting in certain parts. He just Robin Hoods it. Oh, yes. That's how you do an accent. Don't. Just just don't. <laughs> and don't say anything. Just let it go. Let everyone else try to do it. And you're just like, nah, I'm just going to talk like me. Acting. Fuck that. Dialogue. Coaches. Stupid. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, so you guys remember the VH cover to this? It's the same as the poster. Well, there's two. I remember one where they're like two swords banging together and the other one where he's like reaching his hand up in the air and screaming by, a, you know, in front of a clock. And I still don't get that. Um, you know, and those special effects cost about thirty four million dollars. And to put that in perspective, you know, a movie that was made not too many years before this, I mean, inflation plays a little part was Top Gun that was made for $15 million. Oh, man. I, I, you know what? I, I think Brad's officially just going to be our, our, you know, like our money and stat man who just comes up. Like if you would have said, because I thought you were about to say, well, $34 million in 1994 would actually be like $80 billion in 2022. I thought that's what you're, I was like, damn, you just oh, did the math. Yeah, we could probably look it up, but um, yeah, didn't get their money's worth on it. What what did you say the budget of this was? Thirty four million. Oh, where? It wasn't on the soundtrack. I know that much. What? Motley Crue's on this for like thirty seconds. No. Yeah, probably like a minute. I don't know. I don't think that's Motley Crue though, bud. Here we go. The inflation calculator. Okay, price increase of ninety nine point nine four percent. So almost so it'd be like a, a sixty eight million dollar movie today. Sixty eight, sixty seven dollar million million dollar movie today. Good Lord. Is this a Lamb Bear Studios again? Did he just pay himself that much money? Well, I think it was the same producer who did this. Brad Meerman or something like that. Yeah. And he actually did the screen. Well, he helped with the story and screenplay in this one. Did he just wake up at 10 in the morning and then like work on it for like five minutes and then just call it a day? I mean, right when I saw his name on there doing the story and screenplay, I was like, ooh. And then I saw there's like three names on the screenplay. And two of them don't even have wiki pages. And I'm like, ooh, that's not good. Yeah, I'm trying to find who did the soundtrack. His last name's Robinson. I noticed that, but IMDb doesn't say anything about it. I think I was on a wiki when I went there. 
that's usually a bad sign when you see a bunch of people on the story and screenplay and then a lot of them don't have wiki pages or like nothing on IMDb and you're like, ooh, that's usually not good. Or they're just made up names. I don't know. That too. I'm learning more about that. That there's that there's people that just completely make up names because they don't want to be attached to stuff. Yeah, they want to be paid, but they don't want to be associated. Which I, I wonder how that works with the union. I, I don't know. And really we you know, let's not go into that, but it might be more interesting than some parts of Highlander, the final dimension, the final conflict, the sorcerer, whatever you want to call it. And why the hell there's a clock on the poster. I don't they're running out of time. <sighs> yeah. Okay, so let's uh get into the like uh details on this. Directed by Andy Morahan. He's known for his music videos, and he directed mm-hmm. a lot of music videos for Wham! Well, okay. Oh, man. That's a band. That's right. That's a man's band. Wham! <laughs> it's all about violence. It is. It is. It's about punching people in the face and saying, <laughs> Wham! But it's about gay people punching straight people in the face, which was a twist. I mean, that was a big twist. We didn't see that coming, but, you know, I, I guess I totally missed that. I don't know. Well, yeah, I mean, it was really weird because the lead singer of Wham is totally straight. Maybe I'm just too young. I, I, I missed it. Oh, yeah. Go ahead and look up Michael George. He was a very popular singer. You mean George Michaels? No, no, no. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's Michael George. Oh, OK. <laughs> like 68 percent sure. Uh, all right. I mean, I'm sure that's a name somewhere on the Internet. I hope one person emails us. I don't think that joke was very funny. Which one? We've got a hundred jokes that aren't going to be funny. Just sit back and wait. Uh, Okay, we got a story by Brad Meerman, who is the producer, and William N. Panzer, uh, which own the production. I guess both of these guys own the production company. Uh, That that note might be wrong. Uh, Look it up, people who really care about this stuff, which is like three of you. It does scare you anytime you see a producer doing a story and then you look that he's only done three stories and all three of them are his films and two of them are Highlander. Ooh. And by two of them that are Highlander, they're Highlander, the final dimension and Highlander Endgame. And I was like, Oh no. Are you sure this guy isn't like related to Harvey Weinstein? It's like a family, like his kid or something. It's like, you see this with the car dealerships a lot. That would not shock me. Uncle Harvey. I really want to do Highlander. Like, here you go, kid. Just give me a shot there with Deborah Unger for a little while. Uh, that's probably part of the deal. Uh, gross. Based on characters by Gregory Wyden. And I brought that up for a reason that I wanted to list this. We didn't actually really talk about the creator of Highlander that much. I don't think we talked about him at all, but I looked up his uh, bio. And the dude's got Backdraft and the Prophecy on his uh, bio and then you look and he directed prophecy too the one with christopher walken yeah that's a good movie yeah oh i was like what a career you created highlander the prophecy and backdraft i mean two of them became franchises i wouldn't say good franchises but franchises i haven't really hated any of the prophecy movies i've seen but i think the last time i watched like prophecy six and i was like early 20s so beverages were involved It'd be a interesting competition there. Which one's a better series as a whole of the prophecy or Highlander? Yeah, I think maybe he learned his lesson. Don't let the don't let go of the don't let go of the creative control of your baby. I think Highlander might have been a lot better if he'd uh, not given up creative control, but he was young. Yeah, I'm gonna have to say prophecy's better just right off the bat. Don't even watch the rest of them, just like, nah, I'm pretty sure. 
So released in January of 1995 in the United States. That was another sign. I'm like, ooh, so this was in the January dumping month of the 90s. That's usually not a good uh, sign. But uh, yeah, as as we were discussing, I noticed Wikipedia had the budget from 26 to 34 million. And I'm like, mm, that's something they don't even know. Uh, and then a box office return of 36.7. So it didn't do well. Now, does that box does that box office include worldwide? I don't know. But anytime it's around the exact same amount, that ain't good. Then again, it's dimension. They probably lied about the budget anyway. I mean, they were known to do that, so fuck it. Using it to embezzle money. Uh, maybe. I don't know what they, I mean, or just to sound bigger than what they were. Either way, I'd believe both of them. All right, so let's get into the trailers on this. And this time, Chris watched them. So this is going to be fun. Yeah. Now available on video and DVD. So we've got Crimson Tide, a Tony Scott film with Gene Hackman and that beautiful man, a beautiful young Denzel Washington. Have you guys seen this? Yeah. It's been a while, but it's like this. You see Denzel is like, well, both these guys are just, you know, elite, I would say. But Denzel, I mean, he has, he's showing you why he's as successful as he is. The dude's just he's just got the, the swagger to him. Oh, yeah, he explodes off the trailer. Everything he says, just like you want to listen to his voice. Yeah, he's a really good actor. Always has been. Yeah, he's always super solid. And then occasionally he has a role where he just. He always great camera presence and everything. Uh, But there's a couple of movies in his filmography where you're just like, damn, you're good. Holy shit. He just he could probably just wake up. Right out of his trailer and just be better than 90% of the people who's yeah. ever acted. One of my favorites is Man on Fire when he did that. I like that one a lot. Yeah, that was a good one. Tony Scott. Him and Michael B. Jordan are two guys that it's like you can just give them a piece of crap and they can make it watchable. Every once in a while, there's an actor who can do that. And then they just have really long careers. So Will Smith. I'm talking about Will Smith. guys. He's going to hit you. I'm not disagreeing. <laughs> Will, if you're listening, we think we love you. I don't care if he slaps Chris Rock, even though that was a dickhead move. I don't care. I'll still watch your movies. Yeah, he's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, even though you'll never get another movie. It's going to be a while. I don't know what he's going to have to do. I mean, but... fucking Mel Gibson got another movie, so, I mean, he'll get one. I mean, one of his last movies was Gemini Man, though, so, like, I don't really know if we're missing anything at this point. How dare you? <laughs> it's a pretty bad movie. All right, whatever. Everyone knows Will Smith. I'll watch everything Will Smith does. I like him. He's really good in everything I've seen him in. I was just like, that's just not a very good movie. I think it was trying to capture off like AI or whatever it was. Like iRobot. What was the one with all the robots? Was that iRobot? Yeah, Robot was. Yeah, that was like the dystopian robot movie where they take over. That's a good movie. It's been a while since I watched that one. But honestly, I was just thinking about, you know, Will Smith as like an angry uh retired santa claus getting revenge that's as soon as i was thinking about like man i hope he goes down that role where he's just doing shitty b movies oh oh that'd be great okay next trailer is a it's just a fantastic one that we've actually covered it's judge dread now on video i love that movie it's been a while since i've seen that but i want to see that after watching that trailer like i've got to see this again oh it's it's so good it's it's trash. 
but it's so good. It's so tasty. Nom, 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 nom. I, I love it, man. And I, I forgot about the, the hillbillies with the cybernetics. And then it was in the trailer. And I was like, oh, yeah, those guys are tight. What do I do with them, Paul? Oh, I love that movie. I've that and Demolition Man. I fucking love those those nineties yeah. Stallone movies. Just love them. I love a lot of the the campy sci fi movies that they did back in the day, like super tough man sci fi action flicks. They're really fun. Oh yeah, like throw in Running Man in there, a little Commando. Yeah. I wouldn't call Commando like a sci fi. I would call it like you know uh, Alyssa Milano's Magnus Opum there, but. I mean, I think Commando fits in with the the feel of those. I wouldn't say it's a sci-fi at all, but I mean, and then one of the greatest, like you know, buddy buddy movie, buddy cop movies, Tango and Cash. Got to watch that. I think that's oh, early yes. '90s though. But it, man, that's always one that I text Matt with every once in a while, and I'm like, you know, still thinking about doing Tango and Cash. He laughs because he fucking loves it. I'd love to pull him out of retirement for that one. Just one, one more Tango and Cash. Come back, Matt. Come back, Matt. Well, they'll listen one day and be like, you guys are ruining this shit. I'm, I'm coming back. <laughs> and then we make him do Tango and Cash. Mm-hmm. Uh, he would love it. I mean, just like a Highlander, he just defecate all over himself after he went. Well, we lost two more listeners right there. Don't worry. We still got like 13. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We made a defecation joke, so it's time to go on to the feature presentation. <laughs> Seems fitting. And now, our feature presentation. And then we get Connor way too close to the camera. You... Well, it opened up another, another monologue and a recap because they're like, hey, it's been a while. You guys know what happened in the other movie? Oh, don't worry. I've got it. So let's listen. From the dawn of time we came, moving silently among you, down through the centuries. Immortals. I'm Connor McLeod of the Clan McLeod, the Highlander. After the death of my friend Ramirez, and my beloved wife Heather, I left my home in the Highlands of Scotland and began to wander the world searching for answers. Finally, I came to Japan, to the mountains of Neri, and the cave of the sorcerer Nakano. How'd you guys like that little sound? Uh, brings the feeling home. Bad tracking. <laughs> That's right. I pulled that off YouTube. It was great. Yeah. Specifically, right when I heard that, I go, oh, this is the one I'm using. <laughs> I could get an HD one, but forget that. Ah, uh, yeah, that, so that was Connor. Uh, telling us everything because uh, they basically didn't want to say like, "Hey, remember the second one? Please don't." Yeah, that was my question. It's like, my my sorry to interrupt here, but my question going back was, okay, so where are they actually coming from? Do they are they coming from the future by way of the past through outer space? If so, then the one and three are outside of the the storyline of two because it would have been after they got sent to the past dimension from the future other dimension as aliens and then it would live out one and three and then four and five and then at the end of that is when two would take over i don't know 
It's really, it's very not convoluted at all. It makes a lot of sense. Straightforward. Yeah. And the real story is Christopher Lambert did not want to do this film. And the only way he would do this film is if they retconned the second one. And they paid him $32 million. Yeah. (laughs) I I honestly would not be shocked if they had to pay him like $6 million just to get on set. And then he's like, yeah, but I also want like final writing credit. You know, well, he didn't get writing credit, but I'm pretty sure he had a lot of sway in how the story went. And I know specifically the beginning right here is all him. That's what I'm saying. The the beginning, though, is like when he he comes and talks to this, the, the master. Wasn't that supposed to be his girlfriend's dad was a blacksmith? Isn't that what they said in one of the, the, the previous movies is how he got his sword? I think it was in one. Well, he got his katana from Ramirez. No, he didn't. Did yeah. He? No, after after. Yeah, he took Ramirez's katana and Ramirez's father from like a long time ago was like a was like a sword maker or something like a genius i thought i thought when he explained how he got the sword to her to the 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 one that wrote the book he said it was like his girlfriend's father made it for him in japan well that was from the last movie and that movie doesn't exist ramirez's father-in-law made it for him and then yeah i don't remember ramirez having the katana this japanese i'm just gonna call him a wizard this japanese wizard Named Nakano is is supposed to be Ramirez's. Is it father-in-law? Wasn't he married? Wasn't Ramirez married to a Japanese woman? He was. Yeah, it was somebody's girlfriend's father. Yeah, I mean, this is just perfect us trying to explain this shit because this is how confusing this whole story. Mako, who Mako, who was also in uh, Conan the Barbarian, was great. Yeah, but, uh, he was uh, old buddies with Ramirez, I believe. Yeah. Kane belonged in that movie too. The minute I seen him, I was like, Are we watching Conan? That's a good point. And this also, like, at the beginning, I was like, Are we watching like Xena, like level, uh, and you know, like production here? Like when they went and destroyed the village and everything, that looked like straight, almost a little bit better, but basically a TV movie. Mm-hmm. They were trying to trick you with their money. They were definitely cutting, you know, some corners here with his uh, production, and that's fine. But this looks more like a like a straight to video movie, doesn't it? Yeah, feels that way. Yeah, and I, I just... couldn't imagine this getting released in theaters. Yeah, and it was because I can't imagine two getting released, but it's it's the sequel, so they're riding that train. But two didn't look as cheap as this one. Mm, parts of it yeah yeah, like when you can see the you know like strings like carrying people flying through the air Mm -hmm. still an awesome scene i don't care if you can see the strings but awesome Uh, at least they were trying oh man i just i just don't even want to talk about the second one just kind of like even though it's fun i actually i enjoyed the second one spoiler a lot more than this one i enjoyed it more than the first one Wow, no. Oh, no, no you're no, like, didn't no. take my argument. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, put it up a really, desk, put up a table, like, uh, really good, like a comedian, like, change my mind. I'm yeah. just having more, better, like, memories thinking back on which one I enjoyed more. Like, one is far superior of a movie, but two is up my alley in, like, content and visuals. And I was like, that one's really fun, actually. It's like the one you watch with your friends while you're just hanging out. 
Yeah, but the Krugan's so good. Clancy Brown's so good. And he's also over the top like a B, you know, like a B movie actor. He just he has it all. I don't know. I can't I can't do it. I, I mean, I love Michael Ironside, one of the greatest Canadians to ever live. But no, nah, I can't go that far. I'll say this many times. I fucking hate this movie. Yeah, it's it's mm-hmm. boring. That's the one thing that like I was like, oh, man, this that's good. what I ran into. Yeah, I started messaging you guys instead of paying attention. I was like, wait, what am I doing? Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, it, it was really hard not to play on my phone on this. Well, filling in, or did you watch the first one? Because this is basically a carbon copy of the first one. I know. With a with a brown Kurgan, you know, and Mario Van Peebles is great, but it's like you're trying, you can't just carbon copy, you know, one of the greatest villains of all time. It's It's not going to work. I guess they just like put down a template of the first film and then kind of like, change just enough in their eyes to make it, you know, like maybe people won't notice, but when you start to just look at it, like, you know, you have a female professional who takes interest in Connor and figures out that he's, you know, an immortal through their, you know, whatever they're doing. Um, she's a doctor. What is she a paleontologist? Archaeologist. Archaeologist. Oh yeah. Paleontologist. She's definitely not that. Um, yeah, those are dinosaurs. Yeah. I got dinosaurs in the mind. Um, That'd be a better movie. Oh, yeah. If she discovered Highland, you know, immortals looking for dinosaur bones. Sweet. I think there was a wizard here. Uh, Anyway, yeah, there's something like the car, the whole car thing. Clancy Brown, you know, gets a car, goes wild. Mm -hmm. So does Mario Van Peebles. Kills his mentor. Yeah, there you go. There's no raping in this movie. That's true. He said he wasn't either. He said, not my type. She's a little pale. Yeah. <laughs> and then, well, and Kane also gets a prostitute. Just like Nancy mm-hmm. Brown. Just like the Kurgan. Mm-hmm. And I was like, come on, guys. That's actually when I was like, wait a minute. They're, this is the same as the set first. What's going on here? We are missing Sean Connery's pervert Ramirez. That's true. How much, how much money do you think it would have taken to get him back on board? All of it. I mean, he's just been like, what's your budget? 32? He's like, nope, now it's 64. <laughs> dollars. Just $64. Yeah. Have fun. Uh, I need 64 uh, cases of scotch. Jesus Christ. He's like, yeah, that's, that's, that's a light weekend. Yeah, that I, would, I actually, man, if they could have got Sean Connery in this, like to just do like a force ghost where he's talking about, it, he's just like, that's my old master. You must listen to Kane. And then he'll he must proposition your... the woman. <laughs> he'll make you a sword. And then he'll make your sword hard. What? Trust me. Oh, God. Yeah, so he ends up becoming a teacher. And then uh, Kane and his two goons, which I do like this bad guy, you know, comes with uh, some goons named Khans. Like, all I know, like, both of them were named Khan. So I was like, wait, are they Mongolians? Is that what we're Is that doing? The best here? you can come up with is like, because everybody from that region of, of Asia has a surname of Khan. Every single person. Well, I, I didn't understand, like, were they trying to, you know, say that he was coming from Mongolia? That's what they look like. That's the that's the impression I got. That's what I got too. But 
they just don't really go into it. And then what confused me is like the main bad guy's name is Kane. And I'm like, wait, we've got two cons and a cane. It seems weird. I don't know. Uh, but uh, yeah, then they show up and they kill the sorcerer after Connor got trained. And this is like total like Yoda and Luke Skywalker shit right here. Where he's got like the he's uh, the blindfold. And he's like trying to he's mm-hmm. like, all right, you got to cut the fruit. Come on. Fruit Ninja. <laughs> That's where the idea came from. Thailander 3. That's what I'm saying. Source material right here. Uh, yeah, so they, I don't know. They, he ends up. Did you notice that Connor also got stabbed again? I'm like, Connor, yeah, what is your a, deal? They did a flashback with it. Yeah. So it was like, oh, it's like when I got stabbed by him. Ow. <laughs> need to stop running into, you need to stop running into it. Yeah, it's called dodging, Connor. Dodge. But how many people has he killed by this time? I don't. I don't actually. That's what I mean. It, everybody's like putting all their faith into him, and as far as we know in the storyline, he hasn't fought anybody yet. That's actually a really good point. Does he got like a different force? Like they they can see a different aura. Unless these guys got some prophecy or something, because they're thinking it's like right now he reminds me of like some NBA draft pick that just never panned out. Yeah. They're just hoping he's the the one in the end that's going to win it. Well, this is like when you take an NBA draft pick out of high school and he's not very good, so you send him to an international league. So that's why he went to Japan to play some basketball (laughs) and learn from Nakino, the wizard. But when he got there, he immediately got stabbed again. Yeah, good teaching there. It's like, Connor, you got to run. He's like, where? Stab? Damn it, Connor. Just run. Tell you to run, run. You just get out of here. Can you do one thing right? Ah, Ramirez and I have failed. He puts his finger on Connor's lips and <laughs> just like, let what it is happen. Going on? <laughs> well, that's a little rapey. <laughs> just let it happen. <laughs> oh, and then, okay, so he gets out and he runs out of the mountain. And I love how the one, the one guy after Kane kills the wizard and he's just like you'll never escape this castle or this cave not this castle the talking head yeah (laughs) i was like is this another illusion his little his little minion tries to like run up the stairs or whatever to get out of the cave and falls and i don't know why but i just cracked up i could not stop laughing at that he's like i'm gonna get out of here oh no down the stairs like old man fall oh god uh, I do like how the quickenings are actually becoming more of a thing. Yeah, they're absurd. Because like in one, they, they weren't very much. In two, they got more powerful. And then this, because I remember the show more than anything else. And the quickenings in the show were aggressive. Yeah, they're like power surges. And mm-hmm. uh, wasn't that part of the show, too, where like someone tried to track the surges or something? Mm, I think so. Yeah, because in in this one, he's seen it in whatever desert country they were in. I'd imagine the Middle East or like Egypt or something, which is. Yeah, I think it was like Morocco. Yeah, Yeah, it was like Egypt, Africa, Africa, nearby there. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, it's still right across the body of water from it. Hey, it's in a vicinity I'm not going to. So there you go. Middle East. (laughs) But yeah, so they, they can see it in the sky all the way from there. Like in two, you could see it because the the electromagnetism protecting the planet. But this one, I don't know. 
I don't know. When I when I saw the whole cloud thing in the future, I was just like, OK, I guess that's a signal that he's not the last immortal. But uh, yeah, so I, I mean, I kind of browned out during a lot of this middle portion where they, you know, introduced Dr. Alex Johnson as the, you know, uh, dino doctor. I'm just going to call it that. <laughs> <laughs> the Jurassic Park intern. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, and then, like, I know she's going to Japan and she's, like, going to check out this cave and this guy's really nervous. And then I see a, a Yankees cap and I'm like, what's what? What are we doing here? And then and then before I knew it, I come back into, like, reality and she's playing a character from the past in France who's, you know, she's got an opinion. So she's one of those women. She needs training <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. No, they there's like this hole in the middle of a weird factory looking thing and i was like did they build this up around the dig site or did they just go to bury something in the plant and we're like wait what is this and then started excavating yeah it would it releases kane and his uh his two minions but then he punches through a wall and what gets me is he kills one of his minions and i'm like wait you're doing the quickening in the same cave did you not learn yeah. Oh, yeah, I mean, they were right on the other side of a piece of wood. Like, yeah, did they just one day be like, "Wait, people are walking around over there. Let's go see what's going on." And then, like, wait a sec, somebody dug up the wall. I yeah, if it, if the whole cave would have just smashed on him again, it would have been a great comedy moment. Uh, just like first off, I'd be thinking like it'd be like the akin like going to an alien spaceship. Like, what's this electricity thing that I'm noticing, and what's this metallic thing? Yeah. Yeah, it's. I didn't know that his his henchmen were immortals until they all come out of the thing. I was like, why didn't they kill either of the other ones and get some power? I mean, how how badly are you trapped? Yeah, in four hundred years, I could have dug out by hand eventually. Well, what did they do in the excavation that like freed them so much where they could get back out? Because they looked like they were trapped behind some wall. Yeah. It's just a walkway behind. That's what I was saying. Like, what they do, dig through the living room, and they just finally paid attention. They're like, oh, wait, what is this? Uh, it just all looked really cheap, but... It was just a quick way to introduce them again. They didn't really think it through. But why the hell did they use the same actress? I know they're supposed to look alike, but why the hell did they use the same actress as the girl in the in the past? And then, before I know it... He's in prison, about to be beheaded, and then one guy's like, nah, I'm tired of being immortal, I'll take it for you. I was like, what? Yeah, and then, but nobody gets his power. I don't... Because everybody thinks Connor is the most important person. But, like, what does this play into the future? It's his relationship with her. But I don't know where the, I don't know where the beheading comes from. Is it during the revolutionary period? Obviously, but I mean, are they, is it because they're rich? I don't Did he know. do something? Because it, they give him money and he says for the rebellion. I think they're re rebels. Connor's always on the side of what's right. The guards took money from him and he said for the rebellion when he gave him the cash. Oh yeah, I do remember that part. I finished this movie three hours ago and I'm still confused on it. Yeah, I I, I, I finished this two weeks ago and I'm like, I'm glad I'm confused. Like, like what is going on? I was actually hoping Chris would, you know, like have a bunch of like, Steve, God, you're, I can't believe you're forgetting this. And it's just like, nah, I didn't like it either. <laughs> or I didn't pay yeah, attention. Yeah I, think the king, yeah, I think the king needs to go hire a few new guards if they're like getting bribed by people they know are obviously rebels. 
Well, that's why you have to. Sometimes you got to pay your soldiers good so they don't get bribed so much. But and they just leave the money or the door open, and they're like, when he wakes up, kick him out. Yeah, <laughs> that's not how jails work. Uh, anyway, um, I we eventually go to 1994, which I thought was funny because the second film started in 94 with the whole ozone. I don't know if that was on yeah. purpose. This takes place in 94, is what it says. Yeah. So. I mean, maybe they're redoing it, or this is when he actually gets the powers. I don't know. They're they're retconning so much that you you lose track. Yeah, I I just assumed the '94 was purpose, so like people would think like this is a different timeline than the second one. But I'll be honest, I I think people just probably were confused as shit. Like what? Is this a new movie? Because, you know, back then you didn't have the Internet. You know, it's not like the new Halloween's that came out and everyone knows, like, OK, this takes place directly. You know, like we, we were all told that we, we didn't have yeah. to have it really explained. Reading the synopsis and it says the third Highlander movie takes place in 1994, which means it's a prequel to the second film. But. Is it now that one just blew my mind because I thought they completely retconned and like bulldozed over the second one. This is just some dude probably wrote this in yeah, whatever, IMDb, yeah. but still, you're like, is is it really a prequel? So it doesn't feel like yeah, it. I think at this point, it's like, yeah, they've kind of abandoned the second one. Talking about abandonment, uh, when he just leaves his son, he's like, yeah, sorry, kid, something's going on. I got to go back to America. Then he goes to New York. Mm-hmm. And then it, what was great, like, so Khan's like, hey, go find Connor. And one of his goons, you know, takes off. And I'm like, Fucking how? just ends up in New York. I was like, how did this happen? Because they're both traveling to... What? Full armor. What? How did... You, you can't get on a commercial flight like that. You don't have a passport. Even pre-9-11. Like, you're... I thought they... You're... I thought he, like, teleported him. Like, through his power of illusion. That... Kane teleported. Did Kane teleport? Yeah, he like did that when he like walked into the city, and you see the whole like whole warping behind. Oh, now I don't know how he knew where Connor was. I don't. I don't know. I all I know is yeah, you're right. The goon just showed up. He's in New York, and then Connor's in New York. But I think I guess like they were drawn there. But Connor gets arrested. Con, wait, what? Who got arrested? Oh, when he gets uh gets in the. The hospital when he goes to the hospital he gets jumped and then sent to the hospital and then that's when the goon shows up in the hospital oh that's right yeah oh yeah because he, he goes into the alley which by the way then it was snowing did you guys notice that mm-hmm. like so he goes from like these shots are pretty close to each other and he's like just walking around new york and it's you know probably canada but honestly you know who cares and then he just shows up in one alley and it's snowing. And I'm like, wait, what? Why is the ground covered in snow? And then the rest of the film, there's no snow in New York. And I'm like, I, where the fuck is going on? But anyway, yeah. So he ends up killing the goon. I, I don't really care about a lot of this film. He kills the goon. And, uh, and then I found out more about the fighting that they specifically really tried hard to have Connor's back turn to the camera a lot so they could have better sword fighting because you know Christopher Lambert's blind without his glasses basically so they tried to actually 
get a lot better sword fighting and have lighter swords instead of these giant broadswords. How is somebody that's blind become an action star? I don't know. Yeah, we, yeah, we talked about that in the first. You need this like guy yeah. who can't, who's legally blind, and you need to do a bunch of elaborate. You know. Yeah, that's why we were saying the sword fighting so slow, and like telegraphed. Yeah, and that and this one, they decided not to use thirty pound swords. How? <laughs> How did it take you two movies to figure it out? You'd think after one, you'd be like, yeah, this is a bad idea. Let's use light swords. No, the second one's just like double down on it. Trust me, it's going to be okay. Yeah. I'm just <laughs> I think he knows what he's doing this time. Oh, no, 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 it doesn't. Let's just make the final fight like 30 seconds. We'll be fine. I think it like that, that final fight in the second one was pretty short. I remember us talking about that. It's a lot shorter. It was, yeah. Uh, yeah, so he kills the goon, abandon it, will abandon his kid, goes to New York, kills the goon, and then gets arrested at one. No, oh, no, that's later. I'm skipping. Then we get introduced to the cop, which I thought was the rude asshole that, that they get into a fight. Isn't cop. it? I didn't I didn't look it up. They're two different character names. It's but not. He was there at the same time, apparently. Yeah, because he was like, oh, yeah, this reminds me of the Headhunter case of 1985. I think it's the same guy. And then when Connor comes back to New York, he uses the same name. Like Nash. <laughs> I'm like, dude, dude, it's been like nine years. Get a new it's identity. Like, do, you know, do you know the victim? No, I know the killer. That's that's what I confused about. Like, he gets mugged, gets shot. When in two, he gets his powers right away when the other immortal pops back in. This one, he's pretty much dead and they take him to the hospital and then he freaks out when they said there wasn't stab wounds and they institutionalize him but how do they know who he was does he just carry his old id around and everything uh in a different country or did he use it to fly in and just have his plane ticket on him? i have no idea yeah all i know is like kane and him end up fighting in new york and his sword breaks and I was like, wait, yeah. why did his sword break? Because they were like fighting on holy ground. Oh. But I think that's just an agreed upon thing. You know how we questioned that last time? Yeah. So he's like, you, we can't fight here. It's a Buddhist temple. And he's like, I'll be the judge of that. Yeah, I thought it was like an honor code thing. So yeah. can you not actually chop off their heads? I don't I don't know. He, he broke it and released the spirit in the sword because it like broke all the windows and everything. I'm surprised he didn't go Ramirez. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been the time. That would have been the time to bring him back. Yeah. It's such a great scene when he comes back and he's during the play. Yeah. Just do the exact same thing except in 1994. In a different play. Yeah. A different shitty Shakespeare in the Park play. Or, or some high school play. Yeah. Even better. <laughs> Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio's like uh, Shakespeare in Love. No way, he didn't do Shakespeare in Love. What was it Romeo and Juliet? Just yeah. show up in that. Anyway, he doesn't show up, and then you know Connor's sad, so he's got to travel to Scotland. And then somehow, I don't know how this happens. By the way, she's on the internet and goes, "Oh, I know where Connor is," and just travels there. That's what I was wondering. He's like, "You finally arrived," and I was like, "Who the fuck expected her to show up?" <laughs> yeah. It's like, what? You didn't tell her where you were going? Did I miss a scene? This whole time, his kid's been like doing God knows what down there in like North Africa. Wait, I thought his son was in Morocco. Or wherever. We don't, I don't think. Morocco is in North Africa. It is? I thought mm. Morocco. 
was in East Africa. Like, no, Morocco is over like south of like France and Spain. Ah, oh, fuck, man, my whole geography's totally screwed. I didn't, I didn't do good in school either. It's fine. Oh man, I did not know that. Okay, that would make more sense. No, his buddy was watching the kid. Oh yeah, his, his old friend who then just finds him in a bar one day after he makes a sword. He's just like, yeah, I guess I just guessed you'd be here. But like, yeah. so does Connor McLeod or Nash or whatever his name is? He just owns a bunch of shit around the world. I guess after 500, 600 years of living, that makes sense. But I was just like, how did his assistant know where he's going to be? <laughs> just guessed. I guess I don't know. But and then his kid travels to New York. I, I think I think this chunk of the movie is is just really rushed through. They're like, shit, we got to get this. Get, this has got to happen, and this has got to happen, and this has got to happen. So it just jumps. It goes, and then it's real slow on that moment, and then somewhere else, and then slow again. Oh my god! I just I just looked up a map of Africa, and I'm like, wait, how did I get? It? I'm like. So Morocco is Northwest Africa, you know, right by Spain yeah, or by Spain. Yeah, I was I'm looking at the map and I'm like, oh, man, I totally thought this was like I thought Morocco was where like the Sudan was like just south of Egypt on the eastern side. I'm like, man, that's that's American education right there. It's where the, it's the Congo, <laughs> the Congo. That's that's where all the white uh, the gorillas are. Mm hmm. It's a true story. It's a uh, documentary. We actually uh, did that. You can look up Congo and, and enjoy us uh, talking about that. And him and uh, Dr. Johnson become lovers. Ah, yeah. So he makes a sword after she brings the, the Japanese steel over there. And then we get we get some boobies. There's some pretty intense, some pretty intense uh, action going on there. I got to hand it to Deborah Unger, man. She brings it here. Yeah, it's a it's a long scene. Yeah, I was trying to figure out if that was actually her. I, I couldn't tell because I kept showing her back and I'm like, wow, she works out or that's a double. I don't know. But uh, mm. I mean, it was a shock when he just like, you know, pukes all over her at the end. <laughs> just start shitting. Oh. <laughs> it just it just won't stop coming out. You know, he pukes. She shits. Oh. It's like, yeah. I mean, I know it's, you know, it's like a whole society thing. Everything's together. You can't quite tell, but trust me. Slow. <laughs> I slow mode it in HD. You know, I own that Blu-ray. I haven't watched it yet, though. Society? Yeah. Oh, have you seen Society? Mm -mm. Oh, my. Oh, I'll. you know what? If you guys want to do Society one day, Brad, have you seen that? I've never seen it. Oh, I would love to be a fly on the wall watching you guys watch that for the first time. Yeah, I'm I'm a fan of body horror stuff, and I was like, "Ooh, that's a new one I haven't seen." Well, that's like the Citizen Kane of like body horror. Ooh, I might have just actually put it at way too much up on a prop pedestal there, but uh, I, I'm just it's it's something. I'm gonna have to find some alone time to watch that. Oh yeah, the girlfriend's yeah. definitely. I don't think she's gonna be into it. Mm -mm. No. I wouldn't even attempt to have Sarah watch that. She'd never watch another movie with me. I mean, she barely will now. She definitely wouldn't then. It'd be over. Uh, I'm trying to get her to watch Tatane right now, the uh, French movie where a girl bangs a car. I think that's a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> what is this movie? How do you spell this? I think it's T-I-T-A-N-E. It's French. Yep. Oh, geez. It's yep. from 21. I know it's not that old, but 
it sounds like something that was made in like direct to video like 90s that you know none of us knew about and like the vhs would be incredibly hard to find no it was made last year during the pandemic (laughs) uh this looks like something i'm into oh probably uh yeah because i i'm very excited to watch it because it's on hulu and I'm like, oh, babe, do you want to watch the, the movie where the, the girl bangs a car? And she's like, no, I'm not going to watch that ever, please. If she said yes, I'd freak out and be like, oh, I don't think this is a good idea. <laughs> uh, anyway, just agree to any weird movie you ask. And you eventually you're going to be like, oh, I'm going to stop asking. I don't know what's going on. Yeah. She's going to be embarrassed the whole time she's watching it with you. <sighs> Yeah, I'm definitely just going to have like the blanket over my face like it's going to go bad. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, anyway, I don't even know where we're at. Uh, let's just skip to him in the airport when he picks up the guy or picks up John and uh, Mario Van Peoples just uh, has a good time in a car. I enjoyed yeah. this part. So did I. That's why I, I didn't. Yeah. What? I thought it was kind of cringy. Like he was just trying too hard. It didn't really feel like it fit him, but you guys can enjoy it. That's good. Oh, not only did we enjoy it, we're going to listen to it. Yeah, yeah, that I specifically, I was like, I'm going to get 20 seconds of him just screaming like an idiot. Where did that Cockney accent come from? I noticed that too. I was like, wait a minute, what accent is this? Is that his accent? I. That's a good question. Where is he I from? I don't know where he's from. Internet, tell us. I'll find out. All right. Oh, we, we did skip when the doctor or the, the cop was telling uh, Sarah how Brenda died. Said that we found her like oh. smashed in a road in Scotland and he walked away on. I was like, I thought she died from sun radiation. So, yeah, that's how they tried to see. That's where I thought they were trying to truly retcon. This is like she still died in an accident, but it was him walking away, which would tell him that he's actually not the last, you know, immortal. So he didn't win the prize. And yeah. he couldn't, you know, read people's thoughts. He was immortal. He was mortal because he got shot. That I'm confused. Move on to the the good scene with the car. Sorry. Well, we just went over the car, <laughs> and you didn't even think it was a good scene. You hated you it. Guys that, you you said hate. Mario Van Peebles was the worst actor you've ever met. I have I have never met him. Damn it. He's from New York City, so that was definitely a, a constructed accent there for some yeah. reason. I don't know why. I just think maybe he just felt like doing it. Maybe he just said, fuck it. I'm going to do it. And they're just like, go with it. You remember he just, he just lost his accent. Like when he was yelling, he just went out of character. No, but I mean like the bad guy losing his mind and not giving a shit would actually just like, that's kind of like what this entire series, even though I think Clancy Brown's the best of them all. I think at one point Clancy Brown's like, ah, fuck it. I know what kind of movie I'm in. I'm going to have a good time. It, it seems like this hinges on the crazy villains anyways in all three of them so far. It's like the main driving point. Christopher Lambert's only like 
consistent characteristic from, you know, in this Highlander series is when he does that little cackle. <laughs> <laughs> he carries it over to uh, what's the um, uh, the fighting it, one. Yeah, he does it he as does Raiden, it. too. Yeah. Like, I guess that's his thing. But I, I see I've seen him in other movies and I don't remember him doing that. I, like, I need to get that as like my text notification. <laughs> <laughs> like he does that in the, these movies. I'm like, I guess that's the like ultimate sign that Christopher Lambert's just like, I know what I'm in. <laughs> They're paying me a lot of money for this. <laughs> I don't know. I guess he just thinks it's like very charming in his movies. Like it's his uh, I'll be back. You know, it's like he's got the <laughs> and the mom jeans going. That's like his, oh, his I'll be back. He, they did the same thing. He arrives in New York and he has that shitty outfit. And I'm like, oh, come on. It's like, the only pairs of clothes he had stored away somewhere. He's got in one like in New York, the Newark a- airport. And uh, he and goes there every locker, time. Yeah. A lot of the same clothes. He's like, I'm like, that's my locker right there. Six, eight, six. Oh, is that number important to you? Nope. That's just the only one that was open. And I kept it for 45 years. Uh, that that's a little ridiculous, Steve. Forty-five years? Come on, that's not possible. That's the only no. thing that's not possible in this movie. Yeah, it would have got broken into by then. Yeah, come on, what's wrong with me? Uh, anyway, yeah. So they they fight somewhere because uh, he's going to get his kid like a power plant. No, no, it looks like it. Uh, yeah, yeah, and it, it's right next to that church because that's where they meet up. Like the only cool location in the movie is that one church. Is there supposed to be some type of religious undertone in these movies that they decide to give up on every time? I, maybe. Is it, or sanctuary is my why they do the churches and religion. But if it's the same writer as uh, Prophecy, he obviously likes religion. Oh, good point. Subject. I, you know, I, I wonder if there was a lot more religious stuff in these original, you know, in the original film. And they're like, yeah, we're not going to get into that because they compare themselves to Jesus multiple times. Yeah. And didn't in the last podcast, didn't you say you, you got like Jesus fives from this, like savior complex? Kind of. I think I might have been making a joke about, you know, dying and coming back to life. Yeah, but I, I, I think there is something supposed to be super religious in this or like religious undertones but i don't think i get them in any other than it's just a sanctuary you know it's like a video game where you walk into the like church and you're like you get healed from the water yeah i mean with the death and rebirth thing you could pick religion from it but it it could just be something that they just never ran with or were told not to run with it well they need to bring in kurt cameron to fix that for the next round of reboots well, yeah, that's that's right. Yeah, that'd be up your alley, Steven. Well, he saved Christmas, guys. You know, I think Matt would even come back to review those. Oh, I doubt that. Oh, no. <laughs> I, that was some of the best ones to listen to because Matt is just pissed the entire time. He's he's like this mixture of pissed and uncomfortable, but mostly <laughs> pissed. He's like, well, yep, Steven loves all these shitty religious movies. <laughs> It's so funny. Like, I sent you two full boxes of them. Yeah. I was like, oh, uh, I got too many of them. Here you go. That's when I was just like, I, I want a podcast with this guy. As long as he's got a personality, it's going to work out fine. Uh, I mean, he can't ruin our 13 listeners, can he? <laughs> well, I think, I mean, 
I still mm-hmm. listen to the episodes I'm on, so I still count towards the number. Oh yeah, you know you love to hear yourself. No, it's that is so weird. I'll say that. You'll get used to it. How did you feel about it, Brad? The first time you listened, I was really nervous the first time uh, we did Top Gun versus Iron Eagle, but it's gotten easier as we go on. Oh yeah, you've gotten a lot better. Uh, Sarah heard you one time, and she's like, "Oh wow, Brad kind of just sounds like he's talking to you." And I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, that's that's kind of the secret." <laughs> you get used to it. Yeah, you're like, ah, no one's listening anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Just imagine you're like the FBI. We're just having a conversation and you're just recording it. Which is actually funny. They're like Top Gun is actually one of our most downloaded episodes. So, I mean, feel the pressure. <laughs> everyone's everyone's listening to you for the first time doing a podcast. <laughs> I think that was your first one, wasn't it? It was. Yeah, it was the first one. Yeah, I don't. I. It's funny, too, because I screwed up. It's one of our most downloaded ones. It's your first one. And I screwed up editing like three different times on the um, well, I didn't screw up. But I never went back and redid the uh, like where it was actually um, I rendered it out and the audio clips were fucked up like they decided not to cut properly. I don't know. It was really weird. And like, I just pretend like that one doesn't exist sometimes. But then I look and I go, "Ah, I should really fix that one. People listening to that for the first time, they're like, wow, these guys suck. Can't even edit clips together, right? Baby steps. Uh, yeah, so they fight. And then uh, actually, see, I did love this is when I loved Mario Van Peebles the most is when he's just talking to Connor McLeod and just saying off the wall nonsense. Yeah, it'd be better if it wasn't a Highlander movie. And it was like something with him being like an evil, magical illusionist somewhere. This movie lost me so quickly because even though what they're doing is fantastical where they're all immortals chopping each other's head off and you have these like big power surges and they take the power and the soul and the thoughts and yada, yada. For some reason, when you introduce a sorcerer into this, I was like, ah, this is stupid. (laughs) This is getting to be this is leprechaun in space. You know, this is like too far. Yeah, it's just like, "Mm, I think you jumped the shark here with the sorcerer. I just don't know, guys. I just I feel like when you put wizards into things, if they're not space wizards like Star, but Star Wars started with space wizards, you know, Mm -hmm. they just covered it up with Nazis. This one, when you introduce space, when you introduce like immortal wizards at the third one, you're like, "Mm, this is where you jump the shark. But was he a wizard before he was an immortal? Like, the the, God, I forgot his name, but Nikano. Is he just a wizard and then he died one day and he's like, what the fuck? I don't know. Yeah, we won't tolerate that. We will tolerate like bird face guys flying around on levitating skateboards. Yeah, because that's that's tight. Yeah, that's fine. That's I don't see any problems with that. That was that was awesome. I was like, oh, you have a magical jetpack with wings. Dig it. The crappiest fold out wings ever. Why do you have porcupine little quills coming out of the back of your head? Don't care. Fine. I'm okay with that. It's from the future. Past. Can't believe they retconned that and then came out with this. This is like soft reboot of the first one where you've got Mario Van Peebles trying really hard, but you're always going to be compared to Clancy Brown. It sucks. Those two characters could have been best friends. Oh, yeah. And how did they not? Oh, yeah, they didn't meet because he was sealed in a cave. I was like, how did they not meet before that? 
Well, let's pretend the second one did exist and they were like best friends on the like battlefield. And like, this is going to be a blast. Yeah, I know. Did you see that Connor guy is going to be our leader? I don't give a shit what he says. And then they all run straight into like laser beam fire and get captured. And he's like, yeah, fucking Connor never should have never should have fucking. That's why they want to kill them all is because he he was the leader in two. Yeah, when Ramirez just points at him, and goes, "You, you're the leader now." Yeah, this guy just keeps getting like talk about fucking privilege. He just keeps getting everything just handed to him for nothing. Yeah, he does nothing and he gets shit, and then he wins the prize and he can barely sword fight. He's the worst immortal. He could be the worst Highlander, though. I mean, honestly, his first fight, he just gets stabbed in the side and doesn't do shit. <laughs> He's just confused, and then he's like, "What?" Ow! <laughs> Why is no one fighting me? That's really sharp. Connor, you know, you could just stab people running by you. No, no, I gotta fight him straight on. One on one. Hey, look, that guy's got a funny helmet stab. Oh, <laughs> now no one likes me in my group. My clan. <laughs> I gotta go live in this castle. He gets a fucking castle after getting kicked out of his clan. It's an old tower. These, The more we talk about them, all three of them are bad movies. The first two are good, but they're all they're bad movies. I can't say the first one's bad. I think it's so much fun. It's like perfect 80s. Yeah, it's great. But like break it, just break it down. And it's not good. Well, it's an absolutely atrocious like accent that he's doing. I don't even know what he's doing. And he can't sword fight. That's what I mean. All the accents are really bad. Things don't make that much sense. Makes way more sense than the other movies. But at times you're like, wait, what? What is going on? I tell you what, if they ever want to do a movie where that out of shape Punisher guy, you know, like Freedom Fighter wants to go on the town and get beat up more. I will watch that. It's like a, a, a YouTube fan film like they did the Power Ranger one and the Mortal Kombat, but they do him. Uh, yeah. Anyway, so, uh, yeah, he wins and I guess he gets the ultimate prize and they live fine. They live forever. Do you remember how... Um... Uh, what's her? Al- Doctor Johnson shows up and he just like stabs her in the freaking gut. Wait, what? Right? Doesn't he like? Doesn't he? Doesn't Kane morph into uh, what's her face? And then he just stabs oh. her. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was so confused for a minute. Yeah, I was like, I don't because know. that's how he picked up the sun too. He morphed into uh, Connor. Connor, McCall. yeah, at the airport. I, I watched it in subtitles, so every time I seen McLeod again, I was like, McLeod, <laughs> McLeod. It's not right. That's not how you spell that. Oh, yeah. So when they in the whole the in the whole film and everything and it's over and I just kept thinking, man, how many women has this guy fucked over? Like he just finds a way to kill women, right? Or get them killed. Connor. Yeah. Yeah. It's not that he can't let him in. He's like, I don't want to tell you this, but everybody I date dies. And if he's trying to keep secrets, you know, from everyone. He's terrible at it. He tells every woman he's with, like every woman knows what he is. Yeah, it's like he wants to say he's like almost like a Robert Pattinson character from the Twilight series where he like wants to be all mysterious and everything like the what are they called forbidden fruit or something. But it's terrible at at keeping his uh, identity a secret. Yeah, you literally buy him one drink and he's like, you know, I shouldn't be telling you this, but (laughs) he's just wasted. He's never built a tolerance. Yeah. (laughs) One drink he's on the ground. He's like, oh, I'm a Highlander. I'm Connor McLeod of Clan McLeod. Go ahead, stab me. You can't kill me. Watch. It doesn't hurt. 
Well, it hurts a little bit, but not that bad. Like I was gonna say, this guy'd be fun to hang out with, but actually, he fucking sucked to hang out with. I hate fucking dudes like that, or just like a one drink and it's like, let me tell you about, let me tell you about Joe Biden. Oh like, no, 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 no! He would call him what is it, Braden? Brandon. <laughs> Brandon, that's it. <laughs> I'm not fully up on my, you know, I, I'm so far into Trump land. I'm not fully up on my. Well, I should know that. Never mind. That doesn't work. I should cut that. <laughs> you went the wrong way. <laughs> uh anyway that that'll end that so uh guys oh, what about uh mr feelgood uh you know what they know it motley cruz instrumental mr feel dr feelgood stop it damn it chris like, doctor they call me mr feelgood what the fuck whatever they thinking why the fuck were they thinking that was appropriate for that so, why yeah the instrumental kicks in and i'm like call me mr feelgood is that dr feelgood yeah, but you keep calling it Mr. Yeah, whatever, man. I can't read very well. Went to fucking medical school. Off for you. Went me. to medical school, man. It's, you call him doctor. That's the feel good doctor. Uh, I, yeah, okay. You know what? Fuck it. We, we talked about it. I don't know what it's doing in there. It's probably like the best song that they could afford, and they didn't need it. They saved the money. Yeah, and two, it was all instrumental queen covers. So they couldn't afford queen. This one, like, you know what? That Motley Crew, we should put that in our movie. But instrumental, we can't pay them. We need a rock star, but not an old rock star. How about Motley Crue? That'll do. Aren't they? Shut up. I mean, because Queen, you know, did most of their heyday, what, in the 70s, early 80s, even though they were still fucking awesome in the 80s and 90s. When was Motley Crue, like, the most popular in the late 80s? I'd say. I know they made a resurgence. I know they made a resurgence in the late 90s, too. Did they? Yeah, I think they did. I think I remember that. That's like when a bunch of them got sober, right? Yeah, and then Tommy Lee had his like ding dong showed to the whole world, and it was before anyone had kind of thought of that yet. I mean, yeah, he's got a big ding dong, but and a hot. Well, I don't actually. I don't. His wives are kind of. I don't know. I was never a Pam Anderson guy. Hot take. Mm-mm. I don't know. I don't. I don't like fake boobs. I'm just saying it. Even when you were 13. Yeah, I was just like, if they don't hang naturally, I don't like them. <laughs> just an old thing. I don't care. <laughs> an old grumpy 13-year-old. <laughs> I guess I got to go to baseball practice after this. Anyway, Dad, when are we going to try that nice IPA you got? <laughs> but in the 90s, they didn't have IPAs. My dad's just like, the only beer I drink is Budweiser. Why are you talking like that, Dad? <laughs> this is how I talk, kid. We're from, like, we're from like Missouri. A, he's talking like he's got an old, like nineteen, like a World War II Mid Atlantic accent. Like <laughs> the only beer I drink is Budweiser. <laughs> nah, see, <What> you... <laughs> it's Bud. It's Bud Heavy for me. I'm in the lamb. See, I got to drink Bud Heavy. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah. What's uh, guys? Do you recommend? Highlander, Final Dimension. Brad, you can go first. I've got a, a thing. I got a few things I need to say here. Okay, get it off your chest. Before I even make a recommendation, I'm going to say my. I recommend Chuck Norris Roundhouse Kick. This fucking movie into the sun. I mean, I hate this movie, but the reason I hate this movie is because I hate myself for at one time liking this movie. Is it just kind of showed like what a just how bad my judgment was at that time, and it just reminded me of how bad my judgment was and how just terrible my taste was yeah i mean it's no howard the duck but i get it 
But this is like, this is how these shitty fucking movies get made, though, because of dudes like me. It's like, this is the same reason we get Terminator Genesis, like the Star Wars sequel trilogy. We get like a fucking 90 year old Indiana Jones. You know, we get like just shitty remakes left and right. But yeah, you all know, those were good, except for the Indiana Jones. I don't know what you're talking about, bud. Don't you ever wait? Did you just, Brad, did you say the the prequels? The sequel trilogy. Okay, you said sequel trilogy. Don't you tell me the sequel trilogy is good, Chris. Don't you do it. Don't you do it. I enjoyed them. Ah! I eat Star Wars up. I told you that. I love it. I mean, I found things in them to like, but like them? No. The only silver lining I can come up with, and Steve, we talked about this not too long ago, was Top Gun Maverick, which I was going in thinking it was going to be terrible, but it... You know, we already talked about that and cannot say enough good things about that. Yeah, once it comes out streaming, you guys made me want to watch it. It's good. It's good. Um, Wait a minute, Um, Brad, to go back to the beginning, how can Chuck Norris karate kick this to the sun when there's a shield around the earth? It's Chuck Norris. He'll find a way. That's actually how the second movie should have ended. They do all this shit to break down the shield and Chuck, Chuck Norris just shows up and fucking kicks. <laughs> you know, I've actually met him. I've met Chuck Norris. He could not have. Been, it was like the middle of the night and he was tired and he could not have been nicer. I mean, was this during his uh, Texas Rangers day or whatever? This was, you know, this is right, right at the peak of the Chuck Norris, uh, you know, the Chuck Norris jokes day. The Chuck Norris, what do you call it? Not wouldn't say jokes, but the Chuck Norris can do anything. The Paul Bunyan story day. Yeah, because I don't think any of us are old enough to meet him during Texas Ranger, unless we were kids. Uh, well, yeah, but I mean, he kind of met him when he was a teenager. Mm-hmm. Good point. Yeah, I don't know. But anyway, that's a uh, that's fun to know. Um, you okay? That's fair enough. I mean, it's fine to like movies, and then when you grow up, you realize like, uh, that's not good. I mean, I used to love, and I'm this is one hundred percent true. I used to love the Ewok adventure movies. And then I grew up and I realized there's nothing wrong with you, Steve. They're great. Good. I haven't watched them since I was younger, so I don't know. They're fucking awful. <laughs> They're like made on Disney movie of the week money. Uh, but man, I'm telling you, when you watch them, mwah, just I know mwah. they look like roadkill. They're bad. I have so I have two that I have watched VHSs, and I have two sealed. And I'm hoping to get them graded so they can sell for one billion dollars. You gotta get it graded so that you can have drug money floating around on the internet. That's right. They'll be worth one billion dollars. Well, these Disney movies are worth so much money, kid. This is your inheritance. (laughs) Go to Goodwill; they're ten cents a piece. This is Disney Black Diamond. Dude, they threw away all the other movies that everywhere around here, but they kept Disney. And they're like, we got the Disney movies. I was like, cool. Everybody does. So uh, Brad Brad and I can tell a story when we went to Dave's. Uh, it's a VHS. Well, it's a re- resale shop, but he's got a lot of VHS still there. And in the back storage, he just has piles and piles and piles of Disney films. He needs to start chucking them. And he, he asked me, he's just like, I'll sell them to you. Because he said something. I go, wow, it's a lot of Disney films. He goes, I'll sell them to you for a penny a piece. And I wouldn't take them. <laughs> There's a couple of really good ones that I, I would make sure I got for myself that I do have for myself. Yeah, but these aren't the good ones. These are like, you know, the Little Mermaid. When people are like, oh, this one's got the dildo on it. It's the uh, one that's not allowed. And they're like, there's the boner are- cover. There's millions of those. 
They're yeah. not worth anything. Like I pick up Aristocrat or Cats because I, I love that one. That one's really good. Yeah, and I and hope you like pay the quarter for it. Yeah, I did. Yeah, good. The cover looks like somebody spilled peanut butter and jelly all over it and let it dry and it's been there for 20 years. Who knows? It could have been my movie. Could have been. I've, I love it when I buy movies that actually have names still in the, like the, the clamshell. Some dude named Kyle is just like, no one's going to steal my movie. Yeah, your parents made you do that to all the movies because you'd take <laughs> them to your friend's house. That's right. Yeah, that mine were always in the inside of the slipcover because my older brother would get pissed if we wrote them on the slipcover. Dude, I get some with like full Sharpie on the front. Oh, just yeah, I've like seen plenty full of them name like top to bottom. And I'm like, ooh. Ugh. Anyway, Chris, do you recommend? Uh, no, not at all. I don't. Watch clips of Kane, but yeah, Mario Van Peebles is the only thing worthwhile in this Dude, film. He's done so much. He has. He has a ton of titles. He's or a, a ton producer of and a writer on a lot of movies. Or director. And just so many things. Well, and he's been acting forever, too. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, really, I I mean, Jaws the Revenge is his, like, most important film he's ever done, right? Right? Right, guys? Right? Right? Okay. Is that the sentient shark that, like... Goes yes. on a revenge to her. Oh, okay. yeah, that seeks revenge and then uh, actually sounds like a tiger or a lion. Roars like a tiger or a lion. I can't remember. I've seen Jaws. Thanks, Chris. And maybe Jaws <laughs> Two. That's about where I stopped on those shark movies. I hope that becomes your thing, where you just yell out random famous movies you've seen. Hey, hey, guys! <laughs> but didn't you just say Jaws: The Revenge? I know, but you're just randomly like, I've seen Jaws. Yeah, I haven't seen The Revenge. I've seen Godfather. You guys were talking about Mafia, right? It's the same franchise. I don't I don't know. I don't get where you're coming from on this one. I've seen Sidekicks. You guys are talking about Chuck Norris, right? <laughs> I've seen E.T. Jaws The Revenge. It was released in... God damn it. Where'd the date go? 87. I hate IMDb. 97. No, 87. 87? Yeah, you don't have all the Jaws release dates memorized? <laughs> yeah. It's got a, a three-star rating, so it's got to be good. Oh, I'm telling you what. If you haven't seen Jaws of Revenge, you're missing something. The cover is tight, though. Yeah, it actually is one of the best covers. Uh, mm-hmm. Other than the... Well, the first one's iconic, but the... This the, has the, the first one into it, but then yeah, some lady with a spear fighting a giant shark jumping out of the water, and it's like hand-painted. Oh, I can't believe you love bad movies. I cannot believe you've not seen Jaws of Revenge. You know how many bad movies there are? Nah, dude. Most of them are fantastic. It's like that's all I used to buy is bad movies. And there's thousands of them. All right. Before we hit the two hour mark here, let's go on to the museum. This is the second time I've had to reclaim my property from you. That belongs in a museum. So do you. This is the part of the show where we go out in the film jungle and bring something back like Indy to the film jungle of the Highlander wing. Chris, I let you go first. I think the last two weeks. So, Brad. Actually, you let, actually, you let me go first last two weeks. And I bogarted Chris's selection. Oh, okay. So I'll let Chris All go right. first this time. All right. Then I'll go first. Yeah, that's right. You didn't see that coming, did you? jackasses and i've got nothing chris you can go 
yeah i have nothing but uh the neon church sign and then the church inside like right before they meet before the final fight i don't know why i love neon church lights in movies and i think those need to come back maybe i'd go to church if that existed again liar i'm torn i'm torn here um either the love scene which one oh i haven't seen the one with the multiple love scenes i guess you know, those were pretty pretty awesome for someone uh, of my age at that time. Or the the uh, Clancy Brown Kurgan archival footage. <laughs> the flashbacks? Yeah. They do their best to, like, muddle out his any uh, facial appearance, him and Ramirez, like Sean Connery. They're like, uh, can you darken that a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more? Yeah, where they're basically shadows. Yep, I like that one. Good. Go with that. We don't have to pay him if you can't see him, right? I don't know how that works, but... I mean, Sean Connery at this point probably is just like, oh, I don't give a shit. <laughs> so, so Brad just put a sign in the museum and be like, just go to exhibit one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Turn around. <laughs> There's nothing to see here. Go to exhibit one. Uh, I'm just going to put like the old 2000, actually, no, the old 1994 uh, internet graphics that they put in there. I just fucking loved it where she's just like, oh, I'm going to figure out where he is by looking at one single image of Scotland. Yeah, there it is. There you go. In the green part. The rest of this looks uninteresting. He's got to be up here somewhere, right? I just want to have a computer in the museum, in this wing where you can surf 1994, like just the internet in 1994. And here you try to figure out where Connor McLeod is. And then you have to go to a map of Scotland and point where he's at based off the picture she looked at. But it's that three by three square. Yeah. Pixelated. It's like pinpoint it. <laughs> I cracked up so much. And I really had a hard time not putting in the like, you know, severed head that's laughing at them. That was actually I'm like, mm, kind of want to put that in. That's in the trailer where I was like, oh, we're doing this, huh? Well, you know, guys, we might be getting more of this because there's a franchise reboot that's been in the mix since about 2008. What? Yeah. Yeah, some of the names attached to it. I've, I've been doing some research myself on the 2022 version of the internet, and some of the names attached so far have been like Ryan Reynolds, mm -hmm. Dave Batista, you know, as the Kurgan, and our boy Tom Cruise is going to play Ramirez at one point. What? Yeah, Christopher Lambert actually uh, last year talked about this. Where he was actually has been more and more encouraged that this is going to get off the ground. Now, I haven't heard much about it since, but I I could easily see this happening to a, a streaming service. Why This would be a great series or a movie that could lead to a franchise. Yeah. I mean, there's so much potential in this world and they never truly like tap into it. They just keep fucking up. I guess I've always a lot of remakes. I'm like, why didn't they remake this? It's so cool. But they did it on like a $3,000 budget. And it would just be better if they have money and have time to flush out this movie. And I guess, yeah, I could see this being one of them. Well, the thing is, they, they like buy a franchise. It costs a lot of money because franchises are typically easier to make your money back. You know, I think about like Dragon Ball when they first came out with that movie. It was it was fucking awful. Yeah, it's atrocious. You had so many fans backing that. All you had to do was make an, an average movie. And you could have made a whole franchise of it. And you just made a piece of shit and yeah, ruined like it. People are bitching about the new D&D &D movie. And I'm like, did you remember the old one? Like, we all liked it. It's a bad movie. But just oh, nerds at the time were just happy to get representation, pretty much. Just get movies out there. 
Oh, that 90s haircut by that kid in it. Oh, my gosh. And then the one of the Waynes brothers is in it randomly. Like, what? Mm-hmm. And he's a star? What? Yeah, wasn't he a rogue? I, sh- I don't remember. I remember, uh, what's his name? The classy actor in it who does a lot of shitty movies. Oh, that one actor who was in Highlander, um, the next one after this. He was in that, wasn't he? Dungeon and Dragons? He was. Yeah, he had the dark lipstick. Oh, my gosh. There's a link. Oh, man. So when you watch Endgame, Chris, because you will, you know, your head's damaged. I I know how it is. I'm the same way. Mm -hmm. I'm going to watch the last one. I'm going to watch the animated series. I guarantee you one day Sarah's going to come into the living room. That looks so good. She's going to come in the living room and like, what are you watching? And I'm like, oh, this is the Highlander uh, animated series from 1990. She's like, do you know what I have to finish? It looks so good. Highlander, the search for vengeance. It's like an anime. I haven't. I have not seen that one. I need to look. Oh, that up. this is like an actual anime. The second image in the stills, it's nudity. Yeah, it's definitely. Like oh, a, did they make another one? Yeah, this looks really good. That the cartoon looks good too, but it's called Highlander: The Search for Vengeance. Good, an anime continuation of Highlander Saga. Oh, that's interesting. And it's got a lot of Japanese names. I think they came out with an Xbox game too, like ten. 15 well probably 10 years ago i always wanted to play it but then you know i was like i'm lazy it probably sucked anyway because <laughs> there's no sequels to it right so the dvd for that is 7.99 right now i think you i think it's actually difficult to buy all the highlanders at once because they're because this one is owned by dimension miramax mm-hmm. so they can't do a box set yeah so and then the first two well i think all of them are owned by someone else because uh, the first one's done by Universal, I think. Second one, I have no idea. But there's a lot of uh, releases of the first and second. This one's tough. There's not many releases of this one. There might just be like one or two. Endgame's really cheap. I bet people are using it as like coasters. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. I was like, that's a coaster. And then the, the one that went to sci-fi, according to Brad, which I'll believe you, that makes sense. Uh, that one you probably can't even get on DVD. I would, I would, uh, yeah, I wouldn't know where to begin looking. So we got everyone's, uh, museum. Brad has a sign to turn around. Chris, what was yours again? Uh, the, the neon church. No, oh, yeah, the neon. Actually, yours is the, the best one, probably. <laughs> <laughs> and then I it's have a, the computer of 1994 internet. It doesn't have much in the film. No, it's like one moment, like really split. It's like fast. There's a side <laughs> movie continues. I like it, though. Attention to detail makes sense. All right. Uh, we'll go on to what we're watching. Um, I'll go last because I know mine might be long. So if you guys don't have anything, just say skip and we'll move on. Brad, you can go. Uh, I got a couple things, actually. Um, uh, well, it was like last weekend. I was about four Manhattan's deep, and I texted you guys. I'm just gonna watch Iron Eagle again. Yes. And I watched the whole thing start to finish, and that movie is fucking terrible. <laughs> but it's so good. But it's also so good. Yeah, because it follows no rules. And it's everything we were talking about. Plus, we forgot to talk about from Lamar. Remember Lamar from Revenge of the Nerds was in it. Yeah, yeah. I totally forgot to talk about that in our, our podcast. Well, we were like quite a we we were drinking during that podcast so that doesn't you really can't me. watch this movie if you're not drinking yeah honestly and it was the second movie we did in the same podcast so yeah that makes sense and in another um you know how we were talking about or i was telling you guys how this was a golden age for um 
children's movies mm-hmm, where adults mm-hmm. could watch them and you can tolerate it and everything. Well, I have to take that back because my daughter has now gotten into the My Little Pony series, and there's like a movie released in 2021, and it is just it is atrocious. They have like there's a unicorn pony. They go to other space or something. There's like ponies that can fly, and then like one pony has like a mustache. And so you're definitely not a brony. <laughs> that made me look up bronies, and it's just like, wait, this is like really okay. This is out there. Steve, Steve knows what that is, but yeah, I'm gonna have to check you for tats. <laughs> oh, dude, as soon as I found out, because I remember one of my friends. Uh, I I got a decent, you know, uh, a gay crowd that I hanged out with in Chicago, and uh, they actually thought it was really funny that the one time I asked, this was years ago, by the way, um, and they're like, are you serious? We have to educate you on this? And I'm like, yeah, I heard it. What is it? Like, I just got a thorough explanation and so many more details than I ever needed that like, (laughs) but now they're always associated with that night that I asked three gay guys to explain to me what this is. And like, you guys don't understand the web of information on this. It's extensive. They made a whole whole documentary about it. There's a document. Oh my God. No, no, there's not. Is there? Yeah, it's on Netflix. It might not be there anymore. All right, Chris, do you watch anything? Uh, yeah, I finished stranger things. Uh, I liked it a lot. I thought it was really, really good. I'm excited for the next season, and it's supposed to be the last season, so that's good. I guarantee you there'll be a spinoff. I um, I'm, I really like things to end. Give me a couple seasons or one season. And I, it might come from being an anime fan. Like, back in the day, they just do one season of shows. Start to finish, it's done. You get a whole story. You get 13 hours. So, yeah, I had three episodes left when we talked last and then i i was like that's seven hours for three episodes yeah you know who doesn't want stranger things to end netflix stock i but they're (laughs) the ones that decided to end it nah they're gonna they'll continue it some way yeah they're gonna end it but they're gonna do a spinoff because every time they drop like uh, a new i saw this too like uh, you can check their like last year of stock and, and they took quite a dip at the beginning of this year. But as soon as they dropped Netflix, it went up, you know, like 20 percent in like one day. You mean like, as soon yeah. as they drop like Stranger Things? Yeah. What did I say? Yeah. Netflix dropped yeah, Netflix. It, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I yeah. figured that's what you meant. Yeah. Well, I'm stupid. So I'm just glad I don't have Netflix stock. <laughs> yeah. I watched some more of the I started the season of the boys. I'm still behind on everything. Yeah, I'm still three episodes into The Boys. I like it. I mean, it's just as good as the last season. I love how they're saying that like uh, the alt-right is finally realizing that Homelander is a bad guy. It's like, finally, it took them three seasons to realize he's a villain. Oh, All right, get back to us. Get back to us, yeah. Yeah, get back to us on that. Oh, does it Does it get That's worse a, somewhere nope, in No, not there? saying shit. Get back to us. Wink. <laughs> okay, yeah. I'll talk to you in two weeks, three weeks about it. Uh, I I've watched uh, Thor Love and Thunder. Uh, Chris, you watched it in the past. Um, mm-hmm. I watched it for free. I can explain to you how. So this old mall that, you know, doesn't have the traditional stores in it anymore. It's mostly abandoned, but it's got a lot of the great stores. You guys would love it like an arcade, uh, you know, thing. Uh, they also got a place where they sell old Nintendo games, VHS, DVD, anime. 
by the way, Chris, I'm going to take a picture of the giant anime wall and like whatever within reason that you want to buy. I'll buy it for you and send it to you uh, within reason. <laughs> if it's out of reason, I'll just give you the money beforehand. Yeah, because uh, <laughs> it's it's a big wall. Nice, my nice. and my brothers introduced it to me. They're like, "Do you think any? Uh, you think this is pretty cool?" And I'm like, "Holy shit! I'm not even a- into anime, and I just come my pants." What like, is, wow. what is that place called? I don't remember. And I bought right. stuff from there. But I'll. Nice. But anyway, it's right by the theater where we go, and the the nice. theaters typically, you know, like seven eight dollar tickets because they don't get many people there. So I go to the front, and usually there's this guy in a wheelchair at the front. Anyway, he's usually there, and he wasn't there. And there was no one in the ticket booth. And I'm like, ah, this is so weird because this place does like old traditional tickets where they print it out and you get it ripped up. At least that's what would happen. But no one was there in the front and there was no one in the concession, which is right in the front. And I'm like, you know what? This is my day. I'm just going to walk in. Fuck it. I'm going to go to the movie. If someone stops me, I'll pay for the ticket. I'll pay for the ticket after I leave. So I watched the movie. The movie's fine. Christian Bale's amazing. I like Waitiki, but there's way too many jokes. And this movie kind of feels like it should go to Disney Plus. And I walk out and I have the chance to look at someone and be like, hey, I didn't pay for my ticket. No one is in the front. But I was like, fuck it. I don't care. And I just went and played arcade games for like half an hour. (laughs) (laughs) Use your seven or eight dollars wisely. Yeah. And I'm like, I still kind of feel bad about this, but. How can you not have there's there was no one in the concession or the box office to sell tickets. Somebody had a heart attack in one of the theaters and everybody ran and you're just like, dude, to do to do free movie for me. I'm just like Bill and Ted, like just blindly, you know, like going through life like, oh, everything's working out. Dude, <laughs> it's all coming up. Like we were talking earlier, though. So what if they end up being like eight dollars short of their, you know, goal and all these people get screwed out of their bonuses now? The theater has to shut down because I eight dollars. Yeah, it's, somebody it's like go a, donate plasma fast. It's it's a Netflix movie that we write where I shut down an entire like industry because I didn't pay for one ticket. <laughs> Just a chain reaction of theaters closing. Yeah, you destroyed the entire movie industry, and the United States economy is just dying. Um, sorry. <laughs> My bad. Here's the eight dollars. Oh, actually, I don't have the money because I spent it at the arcade. But the arcade promised me because I set the high record that I would get thirty thousand dollars, and that thirty thousand dollars would make our movie, which would save Hollywood. There's no theaters to show in because you didn't pay eight dollars. But this movie's gonna save everything. I wish we had done more when we had the chance. Netflix would buy that movie. They're like, oh, this sounds pretty good, guys. Our 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 stock is tanked, so we're going to take a chance on this. Um, how many movies have you guys done in the past? Uh, well, 200. We've reviewed over 200 movies. I think we're experts. We'll be fine. <laughs> Been on a plane. I've, you know, I've flown on a plane a bunch of times. I'm sure I could fly. I could be the pilot if you needed me to. Just put it on autopilot, dude. Yeah, you only need to fly it when it takes off and lands. Those aren't that important. And really, all you have to do is survive the landing and you're fine. Yeah, it's already close to the ground. We're not flying Indiana Jones here. We're just landing in, you know, like Chicago. We're fine. It's it's just a small airport. 
Smash. Chris, we really shouldn't have drank that 18 pack of Natty Light. Oh, oh. <laughs> Is that your college days coming through? Yep. I don't feel so good. Uh, yeah. Thor, Love and Thunder was okay. I've heard a lot of people really get pissed about it, but I was like, I bash Disney a lot, but this uh, made me laugh a few times. But it actually, there's the, the movie is gone. Like it, it, it does not matter. Yeah, the the more I think about it, the more I don't like it as much as I originally did. And and also, people bitching about too many jokes. Uh, Serious Thor was awful. Oh yeah, number two. But so they need to figure out a balance between jokes and Serious Thor, and just and I thought the love story felt tacked on. I thought that's what they had with Ragnarok. They're like, they found the perfect medium ground. And then this one, they're like, too far, too far. So don't go too far serious. Don't go too far jokes. Okay, well, it's not like, it's not like American Pie where they had like, a little Stifler is good, but too much Stifler kind of ruins it. Oh, this is too much Stifler. I'm going to tell you that right now. Um, I I know a couple people at work, and these are kids in their 20s who fucking hated it. And I was like, I just think there's too much product coming out of Disney with Marvel. And they were, you know, kind of mute on that. But I was like, I think that's really the biggest problem here is there. It's either there's too much shit coming out, so we don't really care to watch it. Or there's too much shit come out and they can't come out with enough quality. It's too much quantity. Yeah, they're just looking at dollars. Yeah, because they know we'll go see it. Some of us won't pay for it. Yeah, it's truly the assembly line. Yeah, it's like, eh. and I shut down the entire movie industry. <laughs> I also raised the mortgage rates, people. It's my fault. It's like, you know, man, it's like we got to bust Harvey Weinstein out of jail to go fix this. <laughs> <laughs> we could just leave him in jail. That'd be good. That'd be nice. Oh, uh, Harvey Weinstein's the only man who can save the movie industry. <laughs> Oh, Ben Affleck's like, I'll be in that movie. I love that Harvey. <laughs> you could have OJ Simpson play Bill Cosby or something, or oh god damn what <laughs> <laughs> oh, getting worse. Don't worry, we'll make a really tasteful like uh roofie joke. It'll be tasteful. Mm-hmm. Tasteful guys. I've heard of a tasteful one. Never. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think that will ever happen. You can try. You want to write it down and t- test it on your wife a few times? Oh, she won't even listen to me. <laughs> no, that's not a good one, honey. That's not a good one. Yeah, it's gotten to the point that I don't even know what makes her react anymore. She's just dead inside for my jokes. She just rolls her eyes constantly. I was like, no, that one was I was trying with that one. She goes, I know. Just roll. <laughs> All right, that'll end it this week. Thanks for coming, guys. Until the next time when we do another franchise review or we do some of these emails that I've gotten, I don't really know. But remember to be kind. Rewind? Rewind. (laughs) Rewind. We'll get this one. We got to have a countdown or something. You got to have a countdown? As soon as I say rewind, you go one, two. Rewind. Rewind. Remember to be kind. One, two, go. Rewind. Rewind. (laughs) <laughs> it's really hard when you guys can't see each other. <laughs> <laughs>